Hi everyone, and welcome back to Career Chronicles. My name's Margot Kay, and I'm a high school student interviewing young adults about their career paths and choices. Today, I'm really excited to be interviewing Chad Kay, and he works as a certified orthotist and prosthetist. Chad and I had a great conversation, and he was the kind of person who knew what he wanted to do and what he wanted his path to look like, which is a great perspective to have. I'm super excited to be able to share his advice, and with that being said, let's get to it. Okay, we're good. So if you wouldn't mind, could you start this off by introducing yourself and then sharing what your current job is? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Chad Kay. I'm a certified orthotist and prosthetist, and that's not a pretty common job, so I just want to take a second to tell you what that means in English. So it's basically a, it's a career that it's a blend of like art and science, technology, um, and what I do is I make orthotic devices, other known as like orthosis, and artificial limbs like called prostheses. And it's a really neat, innovative career, which mm-hmm. I'm happy to tell you about today. Yeah, I'm excited. So, so yeah, I don't really know. I know kind of what you do, but like you said, it's not a super common job. So I guess day to day, like, what are you doing? So... Let me kind of dive a little bit deeper into telling you what I make and what my day is like. So, an orthotic is a supportive device. So, people who need an external support, a part of your body, like let's say you have a skeletal condition, sorry, a skeletal condition like scoliosis or spina bifida or cerebral palsy, uh, brain injury or stroke or multiple sclerosis, those people need support. And I would make a brace, either custom-made or pre-made, to support those people. And those people could be all ages, genders, doesn't matter. Um, it could be something that's acquired, like a disability, or something that you're right. born with. A prosthetic device um, is a little bit different because you're replacing something that's missing, whether you're born with something missing or you acquire uh, an amputation for one of the reasons. Gotcha. So... How, what is your position? Are you like in charge of a practice or how does that kind of look? It's a, a pretty fluid type of career where it runs a whole spectrum. So okay. the, my job per se is I'm the one that would manage the care for an orthotic or prosthetic device. And some people do it all. They see the patients, they evaluate the patients, they take all kinds of molds or measurements of the patients. And then they go in the workshop and they make it themselves and then they fit it to the, the person and they, they maintain it and mm-hmm. speak, with the, speak with doctors and other healthcare workers and physical therapists to make sure that the person gets the most out of their device and gets them back um, literally on their feet again. So some people have, a, I'd say most people have a clinical type job where they work mm-hmm. in a practice, you know, nine to five where they're seeing patients. And some, some clinicians are more involved in the front office type thing where you're seeing the patients. Some, some providers are more involved in manufacturing or sales. So I've done, I've done it all in my 20-year career. I could tell you more yeah. specifically, but um, most people go to a, a clinic that will resemble maybe a physical therapy or a a physical therapy practice or a, like a doctor's office. 
And those offices could be in hospitals, outpatient centers, long-term care facilities, you name it. They're all over the place. Some people even go to their home. Yeah. So you're not a doctor, but do you have similar capabilities in terms of like also like prescribing like what they need, not medicine necessarily? Think of me like a pharmacist like that makes, okay. makes devices. So while I won't prescribe a device, like a lithotic or prosthetic device, um, uh, the patient, let's say, acquired a disability after a car accident and they lost an arm, they would have a series of healthcare providers along the rehab pathway. So first it might be a surgeon and it might be a rehab doctor. And once the patients are healed, they will be referred to my office with a prescription, just like you would get a prescription for medicine. Then it'd be up to my job to take that prescription that says prosthetic arm and decide what that person needs. Um, do they need an electronic arm? Do they need a cosmetic one? Do they need a blend of both? What, what's their job? What are their activities? So it's my right. job to figure out what they need, make it for them, and make sure it fits and they can get back to their activities and their whatever job they're doing before if possible. Yeah, that's really interesting. So when you got out of college, did you immediately get into something like this? Or what did that path kind of look like to get you? I was fortunate. So let me tell you um, what you need officially to do what, to be an orthotist and prosthetist. Yeah. That's licensed or certified in this country. So you have to first go to high school and you have to get an undergraduate degree in some type of healthcare world, some related healthcare it's major or minor, in order to apply to graduate school. There are 13 schools right now in the country, and it's a master's level, uh, master's level education. Um, so you would, you would finish with a master's degree. The master's degree is two years, and once you finish your program, then you have to get additional training on the job, and we call it a residency. So you would, you would then go ahead and get a, have a two-year residency. Some people have a real passion for orthotics, braces and some people have a passion for the prosthetics and some people do both each residency is one year and some people decide to do both so it'll be a combined two year once you finish your you know all the education your residencies you could sit for your board exams and you would take um, an exam for orthotics or prosthetics or both and then you'll become certified once you pass those exams Um, to take it a step further you would also need to attain a license in the state which you want to work. So um, let's pretend whether you're a doctor or you are a a barber, you still need a license to work in that that state. And each state has their own requirements. Interesting. So it sounds like a relatively similar kind of path to being a doctor. So was that ever in question for you? Or like, did you decide to not do that? So I knew, I was lucky to know what I wanted to do at an early age. I always knew yeah. I wanted to go into healthcare. And when I was in high school, I knew a girl who rolled her SUV and lost her arm. And while it's a really oh, wow. terrible thing, I was so amazed by the capabilities of her new prosthetic arm that I'm like, where do I learn how to do that? So yeah. I just took it on myself to find a local orthotic and prosthetic clinic, just gave them a call and told them I and volunteer for them, and they, they welcome me because why not have some free labor? Yeah, and I like it. 
so I stuck with it. So I, yeah. I've, I've been volunteering or working in the orthotic and prosthetic world probably since I've been like 16 years old. And my yeah. roles have shifted through like volunteer or intern or resident um, to, to an employee, manager. You know, I, I worked in sales, manufacturing, and I've specialized in different things here and there throughout my career. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about like some of like some maybe previous jobs or internships um, like before you got into this full time? Well, I've always had multiple jobs just because that's my personality. I've always had like, a real job and a fun job. My fun <laughs> jobs ranged from like working at a roller rink and delivering pizzas and teaching sailing. But that didn't really apply to my professional career. Um, right. Professional jobs, I... I would work in the summers after, um, probably since I've been like 18 or 20, in one of these orthotics and prosthetics clinics. And there I would work either as an assistant or as a technician. So the technicians that work in the orthotic prosthetic world, they do a lot of the literal dirty work behind the scenes. So technicians yeah. would do things like um, pour plaster Paris and modify these molds with all kinds of tools, um, work with saws and other hand tools. So I would, I would work in the laboratory a lot since I wasn't licensed to work with, with, um, with patients at that time in my, in my career. Right. As I got older and more educated, I was allowed more in the front where I would help the practitioners um, assist whether there are patients in the office or assist in hospital settings. Um, some of the things I did were paid, some were unpaid, but everything I did got me to where I am today. Yeah. So it's actually interesting. I've been talking with a lot of people. It's a combination of people who have like a set path, kind of like you, where you had something very specific in mind, and people who took a bunch of zigs and zags to get right. to where they are. So would you mind talking a little bit about um, kind of once you knew what you wanted to do, like specific steps you took? So you have these internships and jobs, but like what did you do in college to get there? So my undergraduate degree was in health science. It's a general health degree that you can go anyway, anywhere. Right. Um, physical therapy, you could be a physician, chiropractor, you name it. My field is very small. There are, like I said, there's only 13 programs in the whole country. So yeah. you're competing against a lot of people to get one of those 13 acceptance letters. And in order to do that, you don't have to be a brainiac, which is good, but you do have to show that you're interested. You have to prove that you volunteer or intern places. So that has more weight in my field than being a, um, like an A student, for example. Right. Um, I've never been turned down from an internship or a volunteer yeah. experience because people who do this, they don't do it for the money. They do it because they really care about helping others. And if there's yeah. someone that they can help bring in the next generation of providers, it's, a, it's like an unspoken obligation you need to do towards the profession to keep it going. Right. So yes, internships yeah. and, and are the most crucial part of making you a solid applicant for the professional schools. 
Yeah, definitely. So once you um, were in your, I think the master's program you were talking about, and you were deciding the like very specific different paths you were going into, um, what kind of played into what you ended up choosing? The program I chose um, was a combined program with orthotics and prosthetics. And that's how they are now. Before, there were lots of different pathways. You can, those don't really apply now, so I don't want to confuse any okay. people listening to the yeah, podcast. Yeah. But, but just to keep it simple, this career used to be kind of like a cottage industry, like your parents were locksmith or electricians, so you're going to be a locksmith or an electrician. And as long as you worked under one of those professionals for many years, then you could basically test into it. But that, that's not as easy anymore because people are no longer getting grandfathered in through that pathway. It's more of an educational-based pathway. So to keep yeah. things current, um, all the programs are combined orthotics, the braces, and the prosthetics, the artificial devices. You have to go to school for both. But if you don't like one or the other, you don't have to take the tests in both. You don't have to do a residency yeah. in both. So it just gives you the opportunity to do both. I didn't want to limit myself in my career, so I just decided to do everything, make all orthotics and all prosthetics. And it wasn't a passion that drove me there. I just wanted to be the most marketable employee. Yeah, for sure. And then getting into um, a little bit more of the details of your job, is it like very normal hours? It ranges. So uh, there are some jobs that are hospital-based, and hospitals work you know, all year, 24 hours a day. Right. And then you would see patients during the day and maybe be called on certain nights, like a, like a doctor would. So I've done that type of job before. And there are other jobs where you may work in a private clinic, like a, like a physical therapist would work in their own clinic or anything else. Like, like a speech therapist or a dietitian. These are people that can have normal workday hours, so like 9 to 5. And I've had that type of job as well. There are some people that decide to specialize within the small world of orthotics and prosthetics who do one thing or another. So some people say, I only want to work with athletes or I only want to work with veterans. So they might work at the veterans hospital to work with the veterans. And some people might love children, so they might work at a children's hospital. They might just work for a private children's clinic. So I've, in the past 20 years, have worked in all realms of orthotics and prosthetics. But the job where I'm at now is a, is a very specialized uh, niche of orthotics. So I don't know if you ever saw those cute little babies wearing the helmets on their heads. Um, so right now I, I specialize in cranial remolding helmets. There's a local company that does that here. And it was an unbelievable opportunity to shift my career to really be a specialist within the specialist. So that's what I've been doing the last two years. And it's really, really rewarding because you make really quick results uh, that could be seen in young children's lives. And it makes, the, it makes for a really nice outcome and happy parents. Yeah, high reward. That's awesome. Um, and then I'm sure this is different um, based on the different places you've worked, but is your position and your salary something that's very structured are you able to like achieve multiple different 
you know, next things? How does that yeah, work? Yeah, good question. So, the company where I work now, it's a, it's a private company, and it's a large company. I think there are like 50 offices throughout the country. And oh, yeah. since you work for a big company, there's a whole different management structure than if it would be a mom and pop. So, the job they took now, it's a, it's a very flexible um, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 type of a job. But um, they're flexible if you have a family and you need to pick your kids up from school. So technically, right. at the moment, I only work five days a week just because I have childcare obligations. But there are people that work at this in my company five days a week, 40 hours. And when you accept a position, you they give you a salary. And each company decides whether or not they want to give you bonuses, whether it's for like cost of living or... Merit-based. My company where I work now does both, which is awesome. But yeah. there are places I've worked before that they just say, this is your salary, you just take it or leave it. Um, my company where I'm at now, you can work up a ladder. You can you can stay where you are now. It's just a, a clinician. Or you can work yourself up to like an area manager. You can work in the, the design, development, technology work and maybe sales so there are things that you can do or maybe opening up new clinics so there are things that you can do to better yourself in my current company yeah but where i'm at now we only do one thing we don't do all orthotics and all prosthetics but i would say that most clinicians that are orthotists and prosthetists work themselves up ladders very quickly and the only limitation is is their themselves so mm-hmm. Um, you can be a, a manager of you know, just one clinic, you can manage a whole network, you could own a company, you can, you can be a, more of a, more, more part of like the design development of new products, research development, testing, sales, yeah. training, you, there's no limitation. You can work as hard or as little as you want. That's cool. What is one thing that you are very glad you did um, in terms of your career path, I'm glad that in that back up. I'm glad in that geography being a limited a limit to me. In my profession, like I started like I said before, I was only 13 schools. There weren't any schools in my in my state, so I had to go somewhere. So right. I've lived and worked throughout the whole country, from Florida to Seattle to New York, um, New Jersey, Washington D.C. So. I've been all over the place, and if I was like, afraid to leave home or got homesick, or I was afraid to take a great opportunity because of a geographical area, I would have not made it to where I am today. Um, there are some people that like to, you know, stay with one company, and that's totally fine. But I think you limit yourself if you're if you're not willing to to move. I guess I should say, since it is a small field. Kind of have to. You can't go straight up a ladder. You, you kind of have to go at a diagonal mm-hmm. to to better yourself. And that's my. It's only my. For sure. And then, is there something in all of this, if you had to do it again, that you wouldn't do again? Regret professionally was I had an opportunity recently to open a orthotic and prosthetic clinic for a very well known orthopedic surgeon down. It could have been a game changer professionally and economically for me and my family. 
but there's a huge risk. Um, to have the ability, though, to like make your own company and have your own layout and hire your own staff and make something how you really wanted it is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Sure. But if it would have flopped, I would be stuck in limbo and have to scramble and try to like, find a job to, yeah. to pay for daycare or food. <laughs> so and sometimes I think about what would I have done if I would have taken that job? Um, so maybe it's not really regret, but it's something that was on my mind. But I'm very happy where I am right now. So even though I might not be making as much money, I'm definitely satisfied. The best part of my current job is that I get to work with a lot of people over a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other parts of my career. There are other types of jobs within my career. Like let's say I took a job at the veterans hospital, for example. I'll be working with veterans like literally their whole entire life. And I this special, but where I'm at right now is my I could cast a larger net of an impact. So I could impact a lot of children in a short period of time in my career path. Yeah, that's great. Well, that is all the, the questions I have for you. Uh, this is great. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, let me, let me leave with a plug for a sec. So yes. This is like a, a very small career. And maybe I inspired one person that's listening today. Um, there's a website that can give you probably a lot more concise, clear information. Mm-hmm. It's um, OP Careers. So letter O, letter P, careers.org. And... There, you can find all the information from salary, educational pathway, to give yeah. you a more comprehensive, clear um, resource to see if this is right for any of your listeners. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great resource. Thank you. Um, and thank you for taking the time. Yeah, Margaret, that was fun. Yeah. So that concludes my conversation with Chad. I loved learning more about what he does because, to be honest, from the beginning, I did not know a lot about his field. And it was interesting to learn that you can be, you can specialize to something very specific in his field or you can be way more general. Uh, and I love that he had done both and could give some perspective there. Thank you to Chad again for taking your time to do this. Um, and also it was a great idea for anyone who is interested in learning more about his field to visit the website that he mentioned. From my talk with Chad, I've learned that if you're someone who is interested in going into healthcare and impacting others and working with others the way that Chad described, I think being a certified orthotist or prosthetist would be a great fit for you. That is all for the episode today. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Bye.